From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. How good are you at giving gifts? And who do you give gifts to? And do you? how do you give? Do you give abundantly and generously and uh, strategically, specifically, is what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about how client appreciation and giving gifts to clients and contacts and prospects can be a core part of your business generation strategy. This is a pretty radical conversation, and just prepare yourself. You might feel a little bit called out, because I certainly did. I, uh, As I was conducting this interview and going back and reflecting on it and listening to it, I realized, man, I've got some growth to do in this area. But it's fascinating stuff, and when you think about it, you can go, wow, this really works. And if next year I get really good at this, I could see how this would grow my business, grow my influence, uh, make my clients and my colleagues all feel better. And so it's a challenging conversation, but I think an incredibly valuable one that just might reshape the way that you think about buying gifts forever. I think you're going to love it. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. So there's a few people that I meet out there and I I just kind of get fascinated and intrigued by what they're doing. And I'm like, you know, this is pretty cool. And the man you're about to meet, John Rulin, is one of those guys. Um, He is an author and he's an author of a book that is basically what we're going to talk about today. The book's called Giftology, The Art and Science of Using Gifts to Cut Through Noise, Increase Referrals, and Strengthen Retention. Um, But he's also an entrepreneur. Um, I know him kind of from the EE crowd and community. And he runs a company that does kind of like professional gifting, which we'll talk about. And they work with over 25 of the pro sports teams, including the Cubs and the Indians. So, you know, using his service just might get you to the World Series also. Uh, And, uh, you know, small companies to $40 billion companies. And so he's an entrepreneur. He is an author. He's a speaker. He's also a sales guy, which is really probably the thing I find coolest about him because we have a little bit of a, of a sort of a kinship. He sold for Cutco, started working with Cutco when he was in college. And out of one and a half million salespeople historically for Cutco, you're about to hear from the number one guy of all time. And so we're going to talk about some of his philosophies and how this all shapes together. So John, welcome to the Action Catalyst podcast. Thanks for having me, man. This is going to be a blast. 
Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about Cutco and like, how did you get started? And, and cause I think it's kind of amazing how, you know, it's very similar to me in the essence of like what you did in college ended up shaping the trajectory of your future and the business that you now operate and also the message that you teach. And I think we're very similar in that vein also. So tell us your story a little bit. Yeah. So I, uh, I grew up, um, a farm boy in Ohio, so I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up one of six kids and doing not the, the most sexy thing in the world. I milk goats every morning. Nice. So like, you know, like how did, you know, gifting company, what was your background? I'm like milking goats. And they get the, <laughs> the, the blank stare on their face like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I milk goats. We had a one acre garden. We heated our house with wood. It was like, you know, it was like Daniel Boone. Um, but, but I, uh, I got good grades. I was an overachiever. I didn't, I knew what I didn't want to do the rest of my life, um, was, you know, like hoeing the garden and corn and all that kind of stuff. And so I was going to go make mama proud and be a doctor. And I kind of took a little bit of a U-turn in college cause I was looking for a way to pay for school. And I started working with Cutco, the knife company. And at the same time, um, you know, serendipity or, you know, call it, you know, just a blessing that I was dating a girl at the time. Her dad was an attorney and he was the kind of guy that every deal in town flowed to. He owned part of the oil wells and banks and the real estate that became the Walmart in town and whatever else. And he was always giving things away. You know, he'd find a deal on noodles and then buy like a semi load of noodles, literally. And then everybody at church the next Sunday, like 200 people would end up with like 20 cases of noodles. And so I remember pitching him the idea of giving away Cutco because I thought all of his clients are men. They own insurance companies. And so I thought maybe he would buy pocket knives. They're all into like hunting and outdoors. And he like – I literally like it changed my life. Like he uh, he's like, what about paring knives? And I'm like, Paul, you're going to give grown men paring knives. Like that's weird. I'll sell you as many as you want. I'm desperate, but why? And he said, because I found out if you take care of the inner circle – Everything seems to take care of itself. So I started to teach these. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. <laughs> uh, he's, he said, if you, if you take care of the inner circle, everything else takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the, like, the light bulb. I was like, wow. Like, Paul gets, it's not about the knife, um, although the knives are great and whatever else, but it was understanding relationship and the psychology of relationships and, and how to deepen, you know, deepen these relationships and how to drive referrals was staying top of mind, not just with the, the so-called decision maker, it was the whole family. And so I started to teach those principles to my clients and in doing so they would, instead of ordering like one set, they'd order a thousand sets. And- Which is usually good. <laughs> That's a good thing. I find when people buy a thousand at a time, that improves the m- profit margins and the commissions. Typically, yeah, yeah, it worked uh-huh. out. It, it kind of worked out okay. <laughs> uh huh. It worked so, out okay. So, so that then leads us to this concept that you call giftology, which I just find fascinating, and it's impressive the number of people who do this and the kind of people who do this. We've had, you know, one of my pals, Lewis Howes, has been on the show, and he's got a big podcast. He's a client. Uh, John O'Leary is another buddy that I've had on the show that I really respect, and he's one of your clients. Um, and just really, you know, the the sports teams. So, so. So tell us specifically then, what is giftology? Yeah. So I found, I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years and you have these conversations with CEOs, executives, directors of sales, sales reps, everybody will say, oh, relationships are, I'm all about relationships or my relationships are my most valuable asset. So they talk about it a lot. They give lip service to a lot. But when it comes down to actually putting your money where your mouth is and your time and commitment and, and showing people that you care and that you're different, all of a sudden people go from, oh, well, you know, that 
bar of chocolate with a logo on it. Um, that that'll work. You know, the fifteen dollar like fruit basket. Oh, that's fine. And it's like there's an incongruency between what people say and, and what they actually do. And so, giftology really is is saying if relationships are your most important asset, uh, how you show them you know, that you care and that you appreciate and show gratitude or whatever buzzword you want to call it, um, really matters because at the end of the day, we all have similar products and services and it usually comes down to people like you, do they trust you and do they, are you top of mind and, and do they want to do business with you? And I found, you know, it's, it's, it's a biblical concept. Like, you know, in Proverbs, it talks about, you know, a gift ushers you into the presence of the great or into the presence of Kings. And so what we're teaching in giftology isn't, isn't rocket science. It's not anything new. It's just putting a spotlight on the fact that what you say and what you do should align. And in business, you know, there's a lot of noise. And so doing things well, even in the gifting realm, because people suck at it, they're horrible at it. When you do, when you show gratitude well, you just stand head and shoulders above almost everybody else that you're competing against. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, this plagiarism that you've committed against the Bible has become part of your business strategy. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I'm going to plagiarize, baby, that's 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 where I'm going to go first. Yep, I, I, uh-huh. I, I stand guilty. Yeah, well, we're all we're all just we're all just regurgitating Jesus and committing plagiarism <laughs> against them, right? So, well, uh, so this is, but but what you're doing is less of. Um, it's not just hey, buy people presents. There's a bit. It, it, it's it's almost like strategic generosity it's it's and yes. it's also it's not just give people as much as you can it's there there's a really strategic sort of scientific piece to this like a almost an empirical kind of element and calculating kind of can you walk us through some of those things yeah <clears throat> it's very yeah it's it's um a lot of think a lot of people they want to be generous or maybe they are but they don't realize that by doing things what we consider wrong or not in a certain order, they can, they're way less effective. And so for instance, you know, Christmas is a couple weeks away. And so a lot of people are like, well, that's when you got to send gifts. It's Christmas, it's the holidays. And what's funny, I send out a quarter million dollars a year worth of gifts to clients, prospects, interesting people I meet at ball games, whatever else. I don't send one gift between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Not one dime of that 250,000 goes out in that four week time period because all of my competitors and everybody on the planet is sending chocolate, nuts, bottles of wine, bourbon, golf stuff, whatever it is. And it, most people's tables are ready to collapse from all the crap that they're getting. So even if you send an amazing gift, it's just part of the noise and people are stressed out. And and so we teach people to send gifts as a just because, not because of a referral. Send it as a, hey, I was just thinking about you. And when a gift shows up as a surprise and delight, it's kind of the Ritz-Carlton mentality. It's amazing when it shows up in the middle of March or in the middle of July, People are, and it's the only thing that they received that month that wasn't a bill um, you know, or an invoice or whatever else. Like People are like, hey, man, Lewis was, was thinking about just me. And there's an, an emotion. There's like in our DNA, like we want to reciprocate when people make us feel good. And, uh, and and show genuine thought and care. And so we teach people to do gifts as a just because at, and um, as a surprise and delight. We teach people the gift by its very nature should be all about the recipient, not about you. But in business, we do that every day and we call it marketing. 
and we make the gift all our colors. We put our logo the size of a softball on the jacket that we give or whatever else. We make the gift all about us. And then the other person that receives it in their mind, they're like, why would I ever wear this? Like, this isn't a gift. This is you trying to turn me into a billboard. And so the gift needs to be personalized to the person you're giving it to with their name, nothing about you. And in doing so, every time they use it, they'll think of where it came from if it's a, if it's a classy enough gift. Mm. So we take people when you know, we call it a relationship action plan. We say, you know, who are your 50, 100, 5,000, however many people, who are your most, you know, first sales rep? Who are the 20 companies that, that you wouldn't have, you know, you won't hit your numbers this year without? And rather than send out 200 of something, send out 20 to the right people, personalize it, make it world-class, include their spouse, do it at a time when they're not expecting it. And now all of a sudden you got the recipe for something like special where people are Mm -hmm. like, out of all the people calling on them, man, Joe or Steve or whatever your name is, like, man, they really are think, they think through things differently and they actually care about me. And so there really is a science to it. It's not a, you know, like most people... December 15th comes around and they're like, crap, we made money. I, I, I did good this year. I better say thank you. And so they delegate to an assistant or they go online and whatever the first thing that comes up that kind of looks cool, they order a bunch of those and slam them all out you know, with no handwritten notes to their most important relationships. And then they wonder why nobody calls. Nobody says thank you. Or if they do, it's kind of the, the nominal thank you. So we really do feel like there's a playbook. And that's what we put into Giftology was here's, you know, there is a science. This isn't random. This, is, shouldn't, this shouldn't be like reactive. This is a proactive response, you know, for people to really stand out, be memorable, and, and, uh, and deepen relationships with their most important people, whether it's an employer or whether it's a client. You know, it's treating human beings like human beings again. Well, it's it's especially wonderful that I brought you on right now, this time of the year, right after we send out a bunch of logoed stuff to hundreds of people <laughs> that my assistant helped me execute, uh, and uh, I need to go to the I need to go to the post office and get all that back. Just stop. I, figure, I need to figure out something different. Stop delivery. Stop delivery. <laughs> uh, well, there's no there's no MBA class at Harvard on gifting. Like even though relationships are important, most people just co- look around and copy what everybody else does. Nobody and nobody's going to write a note and say, "I actually thought less of you as a human being for you sending me this gift." But that's what goes through a lot of people's minds when they get like I, I was at. That the same event that we met at the Fortune Magazine Growth Summit, and we had a couple people come up and say, um, "We've got from some of the recruiting companies that they work with. They got like this cheesy bottle of wine after they've probably sent them a fifty thousand dollar commission check, and they're like, we will never use them again because it was the cheesiest, most unthoughtful gift ever. And just out of spite, like I can't, we would never call them. Now they're thinking, oh, we just lost a client because of pricing or competition or whatever else, but really." They, they actually spent money to have a negative consequence, which is a really bad business move. Like spend money to have negative consequences. Like you don't want to do that very often. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's simple. What we teach is very simple, um, but it's very powerful uh, if you do it right or wrong. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the timing, because that's an extreme example, right? Of course, if you, you send something, you lose a client. But I think even if even if they don't get the, get the thing and go oh this is cheap or oh you know you're turning into me a billboard it definitely gets lost among the noise it definitely is like even if you send something nice yep if you send at the same time i remember um uh the uh the, the, there was a there was a line from uh, this movie finding forester 
Mm-hmm. You ever seen that movie? No, I've not. So it's a Sean Connery movie, and he's like a writer, and he mentors this young kid, and he says, uh, he says, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Mm. And I've always remembered that, uh, but it's like you're basically trans- saying that same thing here with clients, unexpected gift, unexpected time, which I think is, is super powerful. Um, now, what about this? W- w- let me ask you, when should we gift and when should we thrift? Because, you know, John, it's like you can't, I mean, you also can't be sending out a $100 gift to, to 10,000 people in your database. I mean, maybe you can, but but I, I, I don't, is that what you're saying? I don't think no. that's really what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm saying um, if you have 100 relationships, boil, boil it down to your top 20 and spend all of your money on your top 20 and do a nice handwritten note to the other people. Because at the end of the day, people are like, oh, well, I sent this person a 20, you know, I have tiered gifts. And I'm like, well, you're, you know, the caliber of person you're giving the gift to doesn't may, maybe change from tier one to tier three. So rather than try to have three different tiers, why don't you just take and invest money really well on these 20 or these 200 or these 2000 and the other people, you know, like do the handwritten thank you note or do something really classy, but that doesn't cost you a whole lot of money. Most people tend to treat everybody the same, like, oh, we have a thousand relationships or a hundred relationships. And so they send the same vanilla $15 item to all hundred. And I'm saying, well, take your $1,500 and spend it on your top 10. Um, and in doing so, those 10 are become your raving fans, your referral partners. They grow the business. When they leave a company and go to another company, you know, as a sales rep or as a, as an entrepreneur, you're one of the first people that they call. Um, and so there's times where like, we don't do anything, any, any sort of gifting. Like I tell people where everybody's going cheap, I go really expensive, so like my business cards, I spend $3 on because most people spend $0.05 cents on their business card because that's an area where I can really be different and communicate that the details matter. But on an area like a brochure where everybody goes expensive, I don't have a brochure. You know, My book really is my only brochure that I have because people will spend like $20, $30 on a brochure and they end up as like toilet paper, end up in a trash can somewhere. And so I'm, I'm a big believer in like a trade show, like rather than go spend a million dollars at a trade show, what if you took that same million dollars and went after the hundred relationships that you wanted as clients and took care of the hundred that you already had? Now we're talking. And oftentimes you can spend a lot less money if by just doing it differently um, than what your competition is. And so where everything's, where everybody's going, you know, I want to be in a blue ocean. I want to be in an area where nobody's doing what I'm doing because that's really the opportunity to grow a relationship and stand out, not by spending one or 2% more than your competitors. Like that just, that becomes wasteful and it just becomes part of the noise. So, so you're saying instead of, if you had $1,500, don't, don't buy a hundred people a $15 gift. You're saying you get more mileage out of, out of getting 10 people a $150 gift. Exactly. Yep. Hmm. And you pick you pick the top 10 of just like who who's really made the biggest difference for you or or whatever and you're you're going all out on them and then send everybody else a a, a handwritten you know thank you card. Yeah, at a different time. Don't don't send a Christmas card that's generic at Christmas. Send a you know, I have one one uh, professor um, who works with a lot of the pro sports teams. He sends out ground he sends out a letter on Groundhog Day. Like that's his time. Who else gets a Groundhog Day letter? Nobody. 
Like it's unique. It's funny. You kind of look forward to it. It's the only thing you're getting in February. So it's, um, it, it's, yeah, it's the timing matters. It's, it's how you're targeting. It's, it's focusing on the 80, 20 rule, like any other part of our business. Um, but then taking the time to do all the little details around that gift, right? Like even a gift that's $150, don't just send something from Amazon, you know, order it in such a way that you either have it brought into your office or, I mean, we, we're kind of an outsourced gifting solution for companies, but it, you can do it on your own, like have it shipped to you, put a handwritten note inside and send it off. So it doesn't feel like it was automated from Amazon. It feels like it was a gift from you because that's what it is. Like it's a representation of the relationship and the extra, it's like with your wife, like when you have to jump through some major hurdles to get her a gift, like she feels special and important because of the extra efforts that you went to. It's not just the item. It's all the effort that goes into it. That's right. She doesn't care about the present. She just wants to know that you went through pain to have to get, have to get that present. I mean, we're all kind of like that. And I'm just kidding. My wife is not that way, but no, what you're, saying is true it, it really is that the thought the thought matters a lot yeah the 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 intention the 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 work and the and i think what you said earlier john is is it the customization yep it's that's it's, like john de julius do you know john de julius i do know john he was in eo uh, uh cleveland when i was on the board and in a part of eo cleveland so i don't know him well shep hyken my my good friend and and client and mentor and him are, are super close but uh I, I mean he's killing it in the customer service speaking to disney yeah. and all those kind of places world well and john's amazing and shep is also so the, you know those are all good people but you have but john is all about secret service and it's kind of the idea of you know don't do good service do secret service which is basically incredibly customized hyper specific to that person which is kind of what you're talking about here with the gift and certainly it, there's there's like a continuum here, right? It's like one is let's send everybody a stress ball with our company logo on it, <laughs> uh, which is, and then you have in the middle you have let's buy everything, let's buy everybody something useful, a bottle of wine but that doesn't have your company logo on it, and then the you're on this side going let's send a few people each something hyper kind of unique to their situation. Yep. Yeah. And you can send the same thing to a thousand people, but if it's personalized well, if it includes their spouse, if it's packaged well, if it has a handwritten note, if it comes at an unexpected time, like I can take the same gift and give it to a thousand people, but because of all the details that go into that customization process are done well, it feels like it was hand selected just for each person, but there's a thousand people that are receiving it. So there is a scalability element and you know some people will have like a relationship manager that all they do all year long is focus on relationships and gifting but that's not the norm for most sales reps or most companies and so figuring out ways that you can have you know some scale because you know you still have to go call on the client and make sales and you know or do other parts of your business um so there is a hybrid approach um you know that we kind of teach in the book that kind of gets you the best of both worlds um and it's it, it, yeah. So there, it, it's it's we are on the other end of the spectrum, no question, though. Right. Well, and and um, just in terms, just just a chance to, in terms of um, a little bit of the money. Like, what's an idea of of how, like how do you figure out what's the right amount of money to spend? Because that's a tough question, right? It's like, okay, do I spend a thousand dollars? Do I spend fifty dollars? Do I spend two hundred dollars? Like how do you how do you do you have any like guidelines for determining th- that? Because you know, n- next year we're not gonna send out five thousand stress balls. So we're gonna have to <laughs> we have to figure out a new game plan. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so the our rule of thumb in general, because people are like, oh, I want to send a Rolex. I'm like, ah, that, uh, you know, you're gonna look like you're charging too much. Um, your your margins are too good if you're starting sending out, um, you know, Rolexes and Louis Vuitton bags for twenty grand. So our rule of thumb is whatever you'd spend on a really nice dinner out with, you know, with a group of people with some really nice wine, you know, really good ball game tickets or a really nice round of golf, you should be willing to spend that on your most important clients, employees, referral partners, whoever. Um, so most of the gifts that we recommend are somewhere between seventy five dollars and about fifteen hundred dollars at the very most. Um, you know, we do go beyond that and we do go a little bit lower than $75, but that's kind of the sweet spot. And so most of our gifts are probably in the $200 to $500 range. Um, so that's kind of the parameters of, of um, you know, because most people are like, well, I picked up a, you know, I picked up the tab at the bar last night and that was $1,000. But when it comes time to gift, they're like, they've never spent money on gifting. So it freaks them out to spend more than like $20 on, on anything. Um, the other thing that we encourage is to have metrics, you know, and at every other part of your business, you you base it on the numbers. And so our metric is at a bare minimum for a, an important client, you should be willing to reinvest 5% of your net profits from a client. So let's say you have a million dollar client and their net profit is a hundred grand. That means you could spend, you should spend, you know, $5,000 in some way, shape or form to keep them as a client, um, to grow them as a client and hopefully to turn them into and duplicate them, which means inspire them to act on your behalf and open their mouth and talk to, you know, their other friends that are in the business that could become clients. So they become a referral source for you. And so... 5% 5% of net profits for some people, it's like that allows them to spend $100 on a gift. For other people, it might allow them to spend $1,000. But it's based on a real number. It's, most people base their gifting very reactively off of a gut feeling. Like, how much are we going to spend on these people? I don't know. Here's 10 grand, Susie. Go f- see what you can find for our top 100 people for, you know, or top 1,000 people for 10 grand. It's not based on a number. It's based on a gut feeling. And so we try to n- encourage people to say, like, we're not doing this as a nice to. This isn't a warm, fuzzy thing. Like, this is – I'm looking to invest a dollar and get $10 back over the next 20 years. And, and I really want a real ROI. And I think because most people – don't think about it from a strategic perspective and put real numbers to it. It ends up just being random numbers that they throw against the wall. And then they, it's usually the first thing that's cut in most budgets because it's not strategic and it is just a warm, fuzzy feeling. And because of that, you, you are wasting money. And so those are some of the basic parameters that we teach our clients to, uh, to work within. Mm-hmm. So it's really not about being nice. It's just about making money. That I just want to cap- <laughs> make sure that we have that captured and highlighted. That'll be the, the lead tweet. No, it, it's it's about both. It's about both. It's both. It's about both. It's both and. Yeah. Profit's not a bad word, you know. Like what the profit is not a bad word, but no. But what you're saying is this isn't a frivolous. This isn't like, hey, let's have a party or something that just, you know, it just got, disappears. It's it's this is a strategic thing. There's a real ROI. I mean, the 5% of net profit is is pretty cool. The other thing about that is that seems like a very stomachable number cuz it's kind of like, well, if you're not willing to invest 5% of what you made off of somebody into back into just saying thank you to them, then it's kind of like you know, is your heart in the right place, really? Anyways, I mean, that's not that's not a that's not a huge chunk. I mean, it's not a huge chunk. No, no. I it's mean, a, it, it's a that's kind of a baseline. That's like a if you're not willing, you know, you keep ninety five percent and give five percent. Like if if that equation doesn't work for you, then then what we're teaching in giftology probably 
doesn't align philosophically, which, you know, some people are like, you know, my, my good service and my product is my gift to them. And I'm like, well, that, that's great. But people still want to be, you know, like even the wealthiest people, you know, the highest level people still want to be thanked and appreciated. Like most people walk around with a, a, a deficit when it comes to appreciation and gratitude, even in their own personal life. And so I, uh, I always challenge people I'm like, yeah, your product and service better be good because everybody, all your competitors are probably good as well. Like it's usually the relationship that's the difference. Um, and that, that uh, those little acts of kindness, if you do them strategically, can be really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have one more question for you. Um, but uh, before I do that, one of the one of the reasons that we're talking here um, is just because you you actually have some like you, you're in the business of helping people do some of this, which is which is kind of cool. Obviously, you don't have to use you, but the book is called Giftology, which people can check out. But where do you want people to go if they want to connect with you or kind of learn about the service that you know that actually does this? Yeah, so they can go to. Uh you know, obviously on Amazon and get the book and, and audible and all that kind of stuff, but gift, um, giftologybook.com. You can learn more about the book specifically and, and some of the clients we work with Rulin group, uh, R U H L I N and then group.com is where, you know, like the, what we did for the Cubs and some of our bigger clients and, and how we operate our kind of gift strategy and logistics company. I mean, this is eye opening. Uh, I I, 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 I am, I am sitting here going, I don't know if I can really publish this episode next week, a week before Christmas. <laughs> I mean, uh, like half of our audience is probably just going to be completely like falling oh, on their man. sword, falling on their sword. Well, yeah, I mean, but but it, but it, it's good, you know. It's it's like uh, it's it's. I'm halfway joking. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, any gift that you're trying to do with an open heart is always a good thing. But like anything else, there's there's a, there's a smarter, better way to do it. And um, it's not just Christmas time; it's also budgeting season. And so as we're thinking ahead to next year, we can be sort of planning and going. You know what? Like maybe it's going to be next October that I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do it in September. Or whatever. Um, so I think I think it's 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 really good. Now what, the last little question I did want to ask because this is a business. There is th- there, this is based on a concept of reciprocity. There's some science here. There's some numbers. But one of the things that I did really love um, is you say that gift giving with strings attached causes problems. Yeah. And um, can you just uh, just I thought it would be a good way to end on that note to just kind of round that out for us and, and what what does that mean because we're we're you know we're we're talking about using a number here investing and hopefully it comes back to us and stuff but you're very very clear about saying gift giving with strings attached causes problems why why do you say that well I think <clears throat> nobody likes to be manipulated like everybody loves to be loved on and inspired and we you know most people like to reciprocate but when you give a gift and then like ask for a referral. It's like a bait and switch. It's like, hey, I sent you that gift with this, you know, specific request in mind. It feels very manipulative. And so, you know, we look, we view our relationships, you know, obviously we're all in business, you know, to make money. Uh, but when you can, you know, have a 50 year mindset of I'm planting seeds and I'm going to continue to love all my clients. And I know that if I do that, like good things are going to happen, whether it's at, while they're at this company, like I've had some people, they had to leave a company and go to somewhere else before the, the you know, there, there was fruit from some of the things that we did. And so I don't keep track. It's not like I, when I'm sending a gift, I'm like, okay, now I better get a referral in the next six months. 
I just know, you know, even from a biblical perspective that when you plant good seeds, when you take care of people, like you reap what you sow. And I don't know how that's all going to play out. Um, but I know that if I continue to do the right things to the right people, that there's a 10 X, hundred X, thousand X return. And I don't know what it's going to be with what person. And so I don't give a gift and then ask for a referral. I don't give a gift and then expect them to do something for me. I give them a gift with open arms and there is a hope, you know, like I'm a human being, there is a hope that good things are going to come from that, but I don't put those expectations. It's like giving your wife a gift and then saying, well, I better get this, this, and this. Like it just doesn't go well. Like nobody likes to have those strings attached and it basically ruins the gift whether personally or in, or in business. And so we're very, um, you know, we push our clients really hard to say, like, give the gifts, do the right things. It's like going, it'd be like taking a client out to dinner and then expecting them to do something. Like you take a client out to dinner because you want to spend time with them and build the relationship. And a gift is no different. Wow. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's really good stuff. And it's, it's a very unique message. It's, it's, Powerful Giftology is the book. John Rulin is who you have been listening to. And, uh, buddy, just thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we'll make sure to get a stress ball in the mail uh, over to you right away. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I don't know about you, but for me, listening back on that, I realized, man, this is that was a tough conversation in some ways. I mean, very fun and valuable, but... I go, I think I need to pick up my game here in this department of in terms of, of gifts. And some people are just really naturally good at this. And I don't think for me, honestly, I don't think I'm a great gift buyer. Um, uh, but I want to be. I, I, I love to give a great present. And I... Um, I really admire people like John and um, I also think of John DeJulius who I mentioned in the interview about just people who just have this real service-minded knack, this this sort of selfless uh, lens of of what can I do for other people and, and be thinking about it. Now, John's is is really interesting because, you know, he's very intentional about the the business, you know, aspects of it and, and what comes back to you in return, which I think is also fabulous because it I, th- I think the value of what he's talking about there is it moves it from this nice thing that we should do just because it's a good thing to do and we should love on our clients and we should love on our team members and we should always just um, bless people around us abundantly that we can. Um, but it's kind of like this thing that we should do and we may or may not have time for it all the way to going, no, this is actually a, a strategic imperative. This is a, this is a, 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 this is a income producing activity. This is a business generating task that it's, it's, it, yes, it's a good, nice thing to do, but if you can't just create the focus and intention and margin in your life to do it just because of that, then you should be able to justify empirically that there's a strategy here that really pays off and really makes a difference. And I think there's probably a need here f- for us to up our game and, and experiment with this a little bit more. Um, and so anyways, I, I, I thought that was cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight and just share as I went back and listened to kind of basically the, um, you know, the, the six main things that I took away Personally, because maybe you are like me and, you know, you go, wow, I need to I need to elevate my game here in this department or our company needs to do a better job of showing love to our clients and our referral partners and and 
stuff and um, or maybe you have it down and, and you can just stop listening <laughs> for the rest because uh, you already have this. But these are the six things that I kind of took away that are, are kind of like things to focus on. So the first realization here for me um, is that generosity is the secret weapon of influencers. Generosity is a secret weapon of influencers. And the people who give the most, get the most. I mean, this goes back to you know Zig Ziglar saying, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you're, you want, right? And, and it's just sort of a way of the world. But, but realizing that this is, this is valuable. It's not just a nice thing, but it's, it is empirically, it's profitable. Um, and not just in a dollar sense, but in, in, in influence sense, in terms of, you know, the people that you, the people that you get to meet and you get to know as a result of being generous. And, um, I think in a lot of ways that I am generous, um, and, and we are, and I think Southwestern Consulting as a company is very generous, um, particularly in the amount of information and things that we give away for free just to, just to try to build trust with people and let them know that we're here. Um, but for me specifically in this area of gifts, I think there's this is kind of a cool idea. Um, so generosity is a secret weapon of influencers. Number two is uh, the realization, just the power of reinvestment, the power of reinvesting into relationships. If you think about it, this isn't really costing you anything. This is a reinvestment of of profits that have resulted that would not be there if it were not for somebody. So you're you're simply just reinvesting that in to uh, strengthening that relationship and furthering it and expanding the network of profits that that relationship will bring. And that's a different way of of thinking about it, right? It's a it's a new sort of change. And one of the things too to just highlight that I think there, John's not even necessarily he's not necessarily saying you need to spend more money. He's saying spend more money on fewer people, but in total, you could end up actually spending less money. Um, now, I think depending on where your strategy is currently, uh, you, it might it, you might end up investing more money here. But it is that it is an investment. It's a and it's a re. It's not even an investment. It's a reinvestment. You're not coming up with money that isn't there. You're you're simply reinvesting, reutilize, repurposing money that is is the direct result of the people that are already helping you grow your business. So it's like, how does that not make make any sense? And I really appreciated he challenged me, uh, you know, about saying if you're not willing to reinvest 5% of what you're making as just a thank you to the people who are helping you create that, then you know, maybe there's a bigger sort of heart issue that's that's going on there. So reinvesting into relationships was the second just kind of really big highlight for me. Um, the third one is grace, is giving without expectation of receipt. And he hit this right at the end, and I think it's so critical, right, is, is you're giving, and you have this intention, you have almost the hope that somebody might help you, but you don't have the expectation that they ever will. You're giving kind of with the hope that they might help you, but not the expectation that they ever will. You're giving freely. You're giving openly. You're you're giving to give. You're giving to show love, knowing, though, that it, it is a very intelligent, empirical, frugal, fiscally responsible kind of thing that pays off, um, just like any, any investment, really. So 
I, I think that is really important though, is 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 you know, a gift with strings attached is really no gift at all. A gift with strings attached is is no gift at all. So you're giving to reinvest in but I think a lot of times what happens in in things like this is it's it's almost more like a go what goes around comes around. It's like you know what just because you give a gift to some specific person a lot of times i don't think that the reciprocation comes back to you directly from that person i think it sometimes comes back it shows up in your life in other ways but you always win it's like you can't outgive god it, 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 you you just it's it's like how, no matter how generous you are it just seems to always kind of come back to you especially if you're not asking for something or expecting something in return and that's a transformation. That's a realization. That's a leap. That's a paradigm shift. That's a breakthrough that is a big one. The fourth big realization for me was just timing. Timing, timing, timing. And this was a reinforcement of something that I did mention in the interview, which I got from that movie, Finding Forrester. And I don't really even remember what the movie was about. I, I'm pretty sure it was Sean Connery who was like this writer. And then he mentors this young kid who's like a basketball player and uh, kind of a tougher neighborhood and they develop this relationship or whatever. And the kids like wants to be a writer. And, but, but I remember that line. I've always remembered that line. And, and he's talking about women and he says the, the key, something to the effect of the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. An unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Now, it doesn't mean you don't get to give gifts when things are expected, right? Like, I would not advise you to not give gifts on Christmas or birthdays or anniversaries, right? Like, your spouse will probably not be excited if you don't show up on your anniversary with a gift. <laughs> that, don't blame it on me. That's not what we're doing here, right? I am not advocating that. But what I think John is saying and and what I was recalling, which is a valuable lesson, is just the power of that unexpected time. And it, and it stands out. It's naturally that gift becomes more salient. It's more highlighted. It's more noticeable when it is random. And at, at, and it's not during the holiday. It's not when they expect it. It's not when you need something. It's just random. And I think that is is pretty fabulous. So timing is huge. The fifth thing that was just a, a realization for me or a reinforcement, I think, of, of stuff that I regularly think about, and I see a real lack of this in the world, is abundance. Abundance versus scarcity, right? Scarcity says, man, I don't, I, how can I, I can't, I can't take that 5% in reinvestment. Is if scarcity goes, I, I'm, I'm already not making enough money, right? Like I, I don't, I can't spend more money on this. Abundance says, look, when you bless people and you love people and you show appreciation for them, it's going to come back to you. You're, you're going to win here. This isn't a, a losing money or a costing money thing. And that is, it's just a shift because abundance is, I think it's like, um, you know, scarcity is always like trying to draw a fence around what you have. It's preventing other people from having access to what you have. It's, it's almost like a sense of hoarding. And I think sometimes people live with a scarcity mindset and they do it inside of the excuse of being frugal or fiscally responsible. And I think there's just a delicate balance there. I'm a big fan of, of being fiscally responsible and being prudent and frugal and budgeting and things like that. But things, when you have an opportunity to give, it, when, 
you you should and it always it just always comes back to you. at least it has come back to me I, I don't ever feel like there's been a time where I've given more than has ultimately come back to me so um, I think abundance believes that it will all work itself out but scarcity is always keeping track to the second um, abundance isn't afraid of uncertain terms but but scarcity requires like tracking this excruciating detail of like did it pay off for me and I, I think just abundance allows for a focus on others and scarcity restricts us to more of a focus on ourself. And uh, so be abundant and be willing to have money kind of flow in and out through you. And, and um, I think it, it's a good thing. And then finally, the last thing, and I really think that this is important to, to hit home um, is the ultimate strategy here is to care, right? Like that, that, that is the strategy is to just care, is to care about your, your team, to care about your colleagues, to care about your bosses, to care about your investors, to care about your customers, to care about your family members. It's, it's to just care and not to just give so we can check a item off on our task list or, or give and just to meet a certain percentage quota that we've set for ourselves, or, or set up as some type of strategy, but to, to care about making people feel cared for. I think that's that maybe that's even a better way of saying it is, is the strategy here is to care about making people feel, feel cared for, because if you don't make them feel cared for, they're going to go somewhere else. And honestly, gift buying is not the only way to make people feel cared for. It's not. Spending money on people is not the only way to make people feel cared for. It's one way, right? But you can you can write a note. You can spend time with somebody. You can you can support something they're doing. You can give them advice and information. Like the the deal is to just get outside of ourselves and what's going on in our world and get into the service-minded mentality or the service mindset of caring for them. And if you can discipline yourself to, at least I think about for me, it's like, it takes this extraordinary discipline to get outside of my own world. It takes intention and practice and focus to not just operate in the world as it occurs or benefits or hurts. But if you can just get outside of that and be regularly and relentlessly intentional about caring for other people, it opens up a whole new world and it pays off in ways that are much bigger than holding on to things for just yourself. It's caring about making other people feel cared for. So that would be my invite and challenge to you this week is to just go out and find a way, especially in this time of year, to just care and make people feel cared for. Well, that about wraps up the Action Catalyst podcast for this week. If you haven't yet, please log in to whatever your favorite medium is to listen to the show and both rate this podcast and leave a comment as that helps new prospective listeners determine if the show's really a good fit for them. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. 
Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.